Grace, mercy, and peace be yours today from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The gospel today contains a funeral. A funeral from a little over 2,000 years ago. That was the funeral of then, and this was also the widow's second funeral. She had lost her family. But in the funeral of those days, there was no way to shield the weight of death. In funeral practices of those days, well, that day in particular, was a small town of Nain. It was a city at the foot of a mountain. And there was a death, the widow's only son. The family, or even neighbors and friends, would build the box. They'd build the casket. Then there would be a procession, a procession of the body in the beer, as it's called. The procession would be out of town. And the burial needed to be the same day, right away, just outside the town, for a corpse could not be kept in town, for it was not holy but unclean. Now, outside of the town, there would be a tomb, whether owned or whether borrowed or whether leased, and inside this tomb would have these benches on the wall, a bench for each body to be laid. And above the benches would be these little little caverns, these little shelves. Well, one year later, after a funeral... On the anniversary of death, the family would go back into that tomb and they would pick up the bones and put into an ossuary. Now, an ossuary is a, is a box that's as long as the longest bone of the body, the femur, your thigh. And it would only be as wide as a skull, your widest bone in the body. And the ossuary, a year after death, would go into that shelf above the bench. Death was a hands-on activity for the family. Death was heavy. Death had a ton of reality attached to it. Now, if you were very wealthy in death, like one of the King Herod's, (coughs) you would even hire professional mourners to mourn your death afterwards. But all in all, death was a heavier reality. It makes you wonder then, how much more then did these people cherish life? And do we cherish life? Because in a funeral today, it's a little different. There's still a heavy weight that the family bears. We still have bearers. But now instead, we we pay someone to dig the hole. We pay someone to build a nice pretty tomb. We pay someone to build the box. We seem to now keep death at a safe distance by writing a check, by the swipe of a credit card to a funeral home. 
It's easier these days to shield the weight of death. We shield ourselves. You know, we even shield our kids. At what age do you let a child attend a funeral? Something to consider. But even when we try to soften the blow of death ourselves, instead of saying someone is dead, we say someone has passed away. And we soften the blow for others when we attend funerals. We either say, it's okay to cry, let it all out. Or we may even say, do not weep. But can you really tell someone in a funeral not to mourn, not to cry? Can you really tell someone that time will heal all? We, in these days, we shield the reality of death. It has a very stark reality, and it's not an easy subject. Controversial at times, taboo even. But scripture is clear. The wages of sin is death. Death strikes a seizing fear. It weighs heavier than anything else. But what Jesus teaches us in our gospel today, he does not shield death. He does not push it away. Instead, he uses a sword. He strikes death dead, a sword, using the power of the word. Jesus says, do not weep. Do not weep are not words that just shield the weight of death. The compassionate words of Christ accomplishes what it says. Jesus Christ lifts the weight of death and casts it far, far away. And Jesus also says, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the words of Christ again immediately accomplish what they said. He does not say, invite me into your heart. He does not say, dedicate your life to me. No, he's speaking to a man who was dead. A man who could not do any deed whatsoever to merit favor with Jesus Christ. So why then? I wonder why does he say, young man? It's pretty specific. Why does he say, I say to you? Well, quite simply put, knowing the power of the word of God, if Jesus just said, arise, every dead body on earth would have risen. That's, that is how powerful the word of God is. And that word he saves for the last day, arise. First, of course, came his death for forgiveness of sins and his resurrection that shows us what will be ours too. Now, for these people at this funeral turned Easter, 
instead of the fear of death weighing heavy on their minds, true fear seized them. Why were they so scared? He was now alive at the resurrection of the widow's son. Why were they so afraid? God had visited his people. God was present, and God spoke words of power. And they were even right. Jesus was certainly a great prophet. Yet, so much more than Elijah. Jesus is a divine prophet. In fact, he's the very source of prophecy. And Jesus did prophesy that day through the death of the widow of Nain's son. Jesus prophesied that all the dead will rise one day at the power of the command of God's word. Now afterwards, the, the report about him had spread. Why wouldn't it? The report of the gospel, the report of Jesus' work to raise the dead, just the report of that also had power. The report, the words, repeated. That report had so much power that I report this gentleman's resurrection to you today. And I also announce to you, Easter, even if it is early October, I report to you the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, who lifts away from you the crushing weight of death with the sharpest and most powerful of swords, his word. So may the power of Christ's word dwell in your hearts through faith. Your faith, which has been founded upon the power of the word of Christ. And you, in your faith, you can truly walk up to another brother or sister in Christ. At the funeral of their loved one. A Christian, to a Christian, at the funeral of another Christian can faithfully walk up to someone and say, do not weep. That has the power of Easter behind it. That is the power of God's word. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And one day, you will hear him say to you, arise. What will it be like that day? Ah, the heaviest of realities, eternal life. But at this miracle of the widow's son, and it is the grandest of miracles, it is life over death, the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. This was the second time that God gave this man to his mother. Once in the womb, and the next time at his resurrection. It'll be a second time for you, too. Jesus will give to you again your loved one, and Jesus will give you 
once again to your loved one. And he can do that for his saints. In fact, they're together right now. All by the power of Christ's word. Do not weep. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.